God damn it. Welcome to episode 110 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. You know. This is going to be great. You, you bring folks gonna on. going to be great. To fill in. And they could have done all the noisy shit for the last 20 minutes before we start. I go to hit record and someone's got to pick up their noisy ass drink full of ice right next to the microphone. Oh, that was great. They didn't give me a straw. That was great. Jesus. Anyways. I can text my kid and have her bring you a straw oh. from downstairs. Well, it's good. Well, I'll just do this. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Uh, so tonight, I'm, I'm the only the constant we're on the show. We're going to mess with you so we're much starting tonight, off it's with a bang. Great. So uh, we're back. We weren't here last week because last week we released our two episodes from the College Bryant Station Herp Show, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to those, you really need to go listen to the episode with uh, with Blake on it. Just, just saying, Blake's story is... Uh, Oh, Lord. It's interesting. Like I said before, don't play with kids around. <laughs> yeah, please don't. It's, don't do that. But uh, Robert couldn't be here this week. Uh, poor planning on Robert's part. <laughs> it so, happens. It happens. But we got we got a fill-in. We got Lucky Megan. You. Yeah, yeah. Lucky yeah. for you. Soy beans and bits. I know. What? Uh, I missed that. That must have been all episode. I no, whatever. Her last, her no, last we're name. just apparently we're coming oh, we're up with more creative ways to say last my last name. name. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Oh, Slap and tickle titch. What? No, James. It's close. It's very close. It's in the neighborhood. Oh, my stars. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's going on. <laughs> so Megan's filling in for Robert. Katie's finally here. Yay! I'm better. It's been a while. I was I was bad sick that night. Like I was asleep by eight o'clock that night. Yep. That y'all were. Megan filled in for that time. Yeah, she and did. And then we had the week of the recording, so we're back. Yep. Um. Anyways, so let's get into this. Uh, sponsors? Okay. Yeah, real quick. If you're looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. I, had to, I just want to make sure I didn't forget sponsors. Oh. They're on the board behind us. Oh. Uh, Herps. We just mentioned Herps Reptile Shows. Let me go ahead and pull up the schedule for Herps Reptile Shows, which I should have pulled up ahead of time. I but say April. It's every single weekend. It it is. It is every single weekend. So we've got coming up. Hold on. I think I think I can do. All right, let's try this. April right, second and third. Second and third is Slidell. April 9th and tenth. Beaumont. Unless you're Chris Eaton, it's Beaumont, Texas. Uh, April sixteenth and seventeenth. Temple, which is Easter weekend. That is Temple. There will be an uh, vendors will have like treats and Easter eggs and their. Yeah, the Easter Bunny will be making an appearance. Great way to explain great. that one, Katie. That sorry. <laughs> April... All I could think of was Andy Hines' post. I already bought my thousand eggs. Who's next? So, anyways, April twenty third and twenty fourth is Austin. Austin, which well, what about Austin? Also in Texas. Uh, June fourth and fifth. Slide. No, oh. that is Lafayette. Lafayette. I need to talk to you about that show. Are we going to it? Well, I am. So I we need to talk about it. Wait a minute. Wait. What's an I am, but we're, we're not. Well, I don't know if you are, because that's also the Houston, the Venom Conference oh. weekend. So I'm going to go because Lori needs me to work because she won't be there. That's right. We'll talk later. Okay. And then the weekend after that June, is my birthday. June 11th and 12th. Conroe. Which is funny because my birthday weekend was Conroe. And I the got, last Conroe. I got nothing after that. That's all I got. Uh, and then Long I know View, Longview's Long at the View, end. Slidell, and we'll get to those later. But uh, yeah. I so got them right, didn't I? You did. Yeah. 
Looking forward to Beaumont. It's only like an hour away from the house. Yep. And the hotel's booked. Sweet. And then also, check out our buddies over in Alabama, over in Ozark. You can check out Wiregrass Exotics, the Ruas, if you need feeders or anything. Looking for a new reptile. Go check them out in Ozark. They are there on 230. Why am I? Oh, why did I just blank on what the highway? 235. 231. 231. Jesus Christ. Sad day. I, it's been way too long since I've been. It is. Sounds like we it's need the a main road highway. Trip. It's the only highway through Ozark. Don't, don't blink. You'll miss Ozark. But go check out the Ruas. What? I just had a plan for a road trip. We'll talk later. I need to write this down. Don't write in my notebook. That's my notebook. That's my notebook with important stuff. Sounds like you have a busy agenda coming up. Apparently. (laughs) You know road trips use gas, and I don't know if we can afford you anywhere. (laughs) Might as well say we're going to just travel on unicorn tears. I laugh, but he's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It costs almost the same money to fill up my SUV and his truck the other day, and that was just unacceptable for me. Oh, yeah. I wanted to cry when we filled up our Genesis. It takes premium gas. Fuck no. It was a, you know, it was fine. It's time to drive that thing off a cliff and say it got stolen. Yeah. Well, that's why I've been driving the Altima because it doesn't take premium gas. Yeah. I don't even realize there's a premium gas left on gas, but I've never looked at that button. I have PVC enclosures to pay for. I I know a guy that makes those. Oh, my God. Me too. That's crazy. (laughs) Maybe it's the same guy. That's that's true. Um, Oh. Our book giveaway. We've got what a day left. A yeah. day left. So we're, we got to get our books together. We got a whole bunch of books. I say we actually got more and added to the stack. So you're getting a larger prize than we anticipated. Yeah. Th- <laughs> thanks to our, our local half price books, which is what we just we keep emptying out all the reptile books at our half price books. We I know. We haven't been in yeah. a while. Have it's you, okay. Oh no, our guest disappeared. Oh, he'll be back. He'll now. be back. You have you gone and not found any books and been upset? I never find any books, and then I found out that it's because of you. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, yeah. We're, I, I go. I've got one somewhere around here. It's like a uh, racers. Like it's a whole. Like it's a paper from like nineteen twenty something, but in book form of like about racers and black racers or something. Like that. It, was, it, was just, it was there. Like yeah, I'll buy that. It's probably in that bag over there on the floor. Probably. I'm never gonna. You read know what? I, I think we just call the giveaway and just give it all to me. Nope. It's fine. <laughs> You haven't even, have you even entered, but you haven't even entered. Yes, I have. Oh, okay. I actually got to look at all those names and get that together. Wow, you didn't even read my contribution. Uh, but yeah, so that is our, our giveaway. We're going to be doing that. So if you're listening now, go do that. You got to go to our Facebook and tell us your favorite reptile book. And if you leave us a link to that book, like on Amazon, you can get two entries and we'll pick a winner. And then next month, we'll have it posted next month. We are giving away a free mandala from our friends over at Crafty Gargoyle. Uh, I don't know which one we're giving away yet. Because they have a, oh, you do, because they have a million awesome ones. So we may, I'll talk to them. We'll figure it out. But they've got some really cool ones. If you haven't checked out Crafty Gargoyle, go check them out on Facebook. Their mandalas are amazing. Uh, <laughs> Joe's in the chat now. Uh, so let's go. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and bring in our our guest. Our guest too is we have not talked to in forever. So bring him in here. There it is, Joe Phelan. Yo, I was rotting in backstage, man. I know. <laughs> He's horrible about that. Jeez, in the so green sorry. room. So sorry. We didn't even have any M&Ms back there or nothing. <laughs> I did like the callback of the joke that we had before the show. <laughs> yeah. What do you make? Meaning we were we all hysterically laughed, but no one actually no, got, no one got it. It's fine. So, in, inside it's, jokes are basically this entire but show. But as soon as I explain it, everyone's going to use it when they talk to James, and it's going to be great. Anyways. Yeah. So use that wisely. <laughs> oh, so anyways, uh, let's see who's in the chat. Actually, look, it's one of our favorite human beings on earth, Katie. It's Natasha Ray White. Oh, I'm, I'm now doing that from now on. Natasha, you are Natasha Why? Ray White because her her maiden name is Raymond, 
Yeah. Right. And so we got Douglas Ray Watt. Oh, we talked about this. Natasha Ray Watt. And if you don't do it with that voice, it's not right. So that's another one. If you haven't listened to our latest uh, release from the from the Bryant College, we got to talk to Natasha and Doug, two of the best people on earth. And uh, I'm now going to force Natasha and Doug to sit down at every show and share stories on on the podcast. They're fabulous people. Because Doug cracks me up. Uh, anyways, Joe, how's it been? Yeah, yeah, doing good. There has um, been a ton of changes since the last time we have talked. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, like we live in not, Texas now. <laughs> Where do we start? Yeah. <laughs> I say we, we both live in Texas now. We all live in Texas now. We all live in Texas now. Which is the only place to live if you want to own reptiles. Although I'm not going to lie. I'm really hoping that like the rain that comes through tomorrow knocks a lot of this oak pollen out. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. Yeah, like it's like rain. all day. Son of a yeah, bitch. Remember I last mean, Tuesday? That today again. has Ugh. been like just threatening to rain all day here. And like the wind that would, you would think it would just rain. Oh, it's, but, it's been crazy yeah. today. Although I guess that makes sense. It's been humid and windy today. So yeah, yeah that makes sense. Humid, yeah, the rain is supposed okay. to start like it's right after car rider drop off tomorrow. I know, <laughs> but it's like a different kind of humid when it's about to rain. It is. Yeah, like you guys live different. in the uh, armpit region. We live in the sweaty armpit. The, the of cr- Texas. It's more of the crotchular region region of Texas. Really? Crotchular. That's it's, it's, it's what I'm going with. Crotchular. Is that a word? That's not a word. It's a word now. You know how I know it's a word? I just said it. It's not a word. Really? I just said it. It's now a word. Have you heard what other words kids come up with nowadays? I'm going with this one. If Katie, if if you and Robert need me to relate. Replace James again. No one knows how point. to use the equipment. We don't know how to use. You know the what? I did, I, did tech in high, I did tech in high school. I can figure it out. I can figure this out. <laughs> don't you touch my soundboard? I mean, it's been a long time since I love I've been my in soundboard. High school, but again, I can figure it out. To the, thanks to the like ruas. The ruas for the soundboard. Uh, so. I'll, I'll press a button later with some sort of sound for them. I need to pull that up so I know. I, I don't even actually know if sounds are back on here. Oh Wait for it. Make sure that volume is down. Before Wait for you it press turned that all button. the way up. So I don't, help me God. I don't know what I'm just gonna press a random one. Oh God. That's gonna be stuck in my head for the I'm having night. like nightmarish flashbacks. Such an asshole. <laughs> what? I love that you're dancing. Joe is like, okay. this was can a we, bad decision. <laughs> can we have like the burr, 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 burr. Oh, can we have the air horn one? one? I just gotta, I just gotta find yeah. it. I got way too many sounds on here. Oh god. And uh that's because he went crazy. I did when I first got it. I was like, look at all this. Got it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you do. You know what? Do you I have might... a list, James? Is it in your notebook? For, for what? You have like a list of stuff that you wanted to talk it's, about. It's in a text. I sent it, but look, this is for Katie's jokes. I might have to decline the next time I'm asked to fill in. <laughs> Oh, now you're, that's this real. is your third time on here, so now you're saying his true. Color. I'm just thinking of all the productive true things I could be doing color. at home right now. Yep, <laughs> this is me on a weekly basis. I'm at my home, and I don't want to do the things I could do at home right now. It's because I took a nap. Oh, we'll get to those things in a second. We have, let's find out about Joe. So, Joe, what what's been going on, man? You, you disappeared. Um, that's really hard to answer because I don't even know where to start. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Boston, Texas. Here we are. Uh yeah, Austin, huh. Massachusetts. It's it's all right. Um, yeah, so I moved for work probably beginning of November and slimmed down the collection a lot. Right now I have some crested geckos, some lichianus geckos, a rhino Look at you all fancy with your lichianus geckos. Yeah, one lichie. I should take that <laughs> yeah, back. Okay, it's so. not plural. 
Uh, and uh, a corn snake, a Texas rat snake, and that, that's really it. Well, Jewel Lacerda, too, a melanistic one. You're, you feel like the person that just like randomly walked up that table at, at a show that has all the random stuff and goes, yeah, I want these. And now you have. Yeah, you don't understand that that, I guess, I guess those people have probably gone through similar processes of owning a bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, it has kind of ended up like that. But I really there's that. nothing <laughs> in which uh, I don't anymore go very deep on one species. I just go very deep on one individual animal. Do you it's know a what lot I, easier that way, actually. What I wish we could normalize and make acceptable in our hobby is for people... Not wearing pants in public? No. Oh. For people to get something because they have fallen in love with it, they have done research on it, and they're like, yes. I would love for people to do research on stuff. I want this. But then make it 100% acceptable if in like two years you're like, this just doesn't do it for me anymore, and you get rid of it. Because I feel like there is a stigma where people judge you when you get rid of things just to get rid of them after you've had them for like a couple years. And I, I don't feel like that's necessary. Like, yes, I understand what type of a lifelong commitment this was. And when I got this animal, I had that passion and that drive that could give that animal its best possible life. But after two, three years, you know, it just doesn't do that anymore. So... I get it. I also have the resources to basically get everything in the right place. So say my pine snakes, right? Um, I wasn't going to move across country with those. I don't know. I don't even know if that's legal at all. Um, but they're with Jay Jacoby, who's like the best pine snake guy in the country, which probably means the world, right? So it's like, yeah, I have the resources to put things in the right places yeah. that make sense and further the species i mean beyond myself so it's kind of easy for me to say i think it's the other it's a person who has to maybe go to a facebook group or a craigslist group and sell it that's where it gets a little bit weird uh, um, although i mean you can bet that correctly too honestly right and so and i guess that's where i want it to become normalized is if you reach out to somebody at a show or you reach out to somebody online and you still do it the right way to find a new home for your animal. Why are we shaming people like that? Well, there, so there's a couple of things to that, though. Like, I, I get that. And I get that, like, life's shame. But then also, there's the other end of where someone went to a show and randomly picked up a sulcata because it was cute and it was 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And then now that sulcata is going to end up being a 50, 60, 100-pound animal. And someone's also got to take care well, of it. Let's take accountability. So, really, Robert? Really? What are you saying? The breeder <laughs> and the industry is uh, basically responsible for finding the right owner for that and not basically See, uh, producing hundreds that, of thousands of cicadas with nowhere to go. That makes yeah. sense, though. Like, you know, that's not just on the buyer, that's on the seller. No, I get it. Seller. Like, I'd, I'd love to, pr to breed my cicadas like once, but. I don't want to have to find a home for 40 baby sulcata. Because who, who's better to control the, the thousand people who breed these things or the hundreds of thousands that, that buy reptiles? Yeah. yeah. I'm split. I mean, I don't know why we – I mean, I want every every person. It's split, yeah, to a degree, right? I've been in rescue for – animal rescue for over a decade. So I'm super split. I'm definitely – in fact, I, I was having a conversation with somebody that I volunteer with a few weeks ago. 
and we were talking about this exact conversation about, you know, people rehoming their animals. And uh, it's very situational for me because I've seen so much crap when people just decide that they're bored with an animal and then they dump it. Um, and that I feel like that's a topic that could be dedicated to a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's the problem. Like, like, so there's the part of you researched an animal. You thought it was awesome. You got it. You took care of it for a year or two and you realized. And you did it the right way. Yeah, and you like, realized, I'm not okay, saying this... like you did it a crap way. Like you yeah. did it the right way. You realize, okay, no, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, so I get that. Which, which definitely that happens. Versus yeah. someone who inst- like just walked in and randomly bought something at a show or a pet smart. And then a few months into it gets bored but that's the same person who probably changes hobbies every six months mm-hmm. also yeah so that's a big thing the kind of perpetual hobbyist in, in a lot of different areas but i mean the that very thing i mean pretty much happened to me if i was someone who didn't stick with particular animals so say i mean i love my rhino iguana right i did a lot of research before getting my rhino iguana. i have all the books about rhino iguanas i've seen all the videos about rhino iguanas I would say that, at least for my particular animal, I don't know of a reptile that's more overrated for their for their docile nature, uh, especially at a young age. Um, this animal is something you have to be very careful of, to be honest. It's not an animal I handle. It's not really an animal that I get hands-on with ever. Um, so I feel like I was kind of, if I was someone else without knowing that obviously I can get an animal with a different personality than another, um, I, I can imagine how I would be set up for failure getting a rhino iguana. Like very easily. Because really when you get it from a breeder, they may ask you if you have an enclosure big enough, but they're not like, do you know that this has like, you know, rows of razor sharp teeth and they're not necessarily docile and those <laughs> teeth are made for ripping apart leafy vegetables and then therefore would you know cheese grate your finger you know what could solve this situation i guess maybe is so with humane societies and shelters they do a foster system where if you're interested in adopting a dog or a cat they'll let you foster it for like a month or so to see how it goes a, I mean, obviously, you can't several, do that with reptiles. But it's there, are se- there are several that do. Like the rescue that I volunteer with, we actually do have a foster to adopt program. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's especially so mine's with with dogs, but that's especially popular for like puppies that haven't been neutered yet. Yeah. Or, you know, or spayed. So we, we keep them there and we can make sure that it's a good fit. Um, and I mean, even for some, I think the biggest problem with reptiles is just there aren't a lot of rescues out there. Right. That yeah. are handling well, reptiles. That, and they stress different than mammals. They do. Yeah. So and constant movement from here to there. And, and a setup for a bearded dragon is a, quite a setup. And the amount of bearded dragons that need homes because people got them and then realize I don't want this bearded dragon after whatever. Yeah. Well, the time that it takes for them to settle down and really, I mean, my Euromastix, for example, it took a year before we finally got down a solid routine with one another where she even began to start warming up to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, mine's like nine years old and, and still hates me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> e- even that, like, every once in a while she'll take a leaf from my hand and all the other times she's telling me to fuck off, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I it's, don't know. It's I don't. It's just something that's been on my mind lately. I don't know. It's, de- it's definitely situational. I and- feel like maybe... 
maybe it's not good. Maybe, you know, it goes the way of a cat and dog where all of a sudden adopt, don't shop is kind of a thing. And breeders are frowned upon. I mean, we're all breeders, right? Yeah. But um, I could see a world where that's the case, especially with, you know, the new, is it Gen Z? Or is there even a generation before that? I just, I just call them. Uh, so you just brought breeders up. So they're just annoying. So think about it. So if breeders they buy a snake for their program, their breeding program, and then they're like, "Hey, this isn't working for me." They just turn around and they sell it, and their reasoning is it doesn't work for what I have, and nobody really second guesses that at all. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. Like so as a breeder, like the, and a, that's, that's like a good the, point. It's actually. almost like the breeders and like the people, like the families. Because I'm not thinking about like us. I'm thinking about like the families that just own one or two reptiles, and like they just want to find the right reptile for them. And and I'll throw this out there. James may not like this, but I'm gonna throw this out there. Our daughter is a prime example. She sucks with this whole thing. Like she's like, I want this, and she gets so excited. Whoa, 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 okay, before we get there. One person in this house always says no. And the other person is like, let's do it. And the other person shows up with the fucking animal. Which one is which? (laughs) Ooh, what kind of euros are you breeding? Uh, James Bergoli. Ignore James Bergoli. He's he's lurking in the background. He said they're breeding. He's probably driving home from work right now. I want to. He probably is. That's when he he needs to. He needs to quit texting because he's driving home from work. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Stop texting and driving. So, like, but his car may do it for him. Um, so like Travis up in the chat earlier said he's okay with responsible rehoming when it's done in the animal's best interest, not because it's more work than you expected or because you're bored. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And in my opinion, if it's more work for you than you expected, or you're bored with that animal, then that makes it the animal's best interest for you to find it a new home. Yes. Yes. I think though, his point there, I would say is like, for example, when it comes to you should do your research before you get a reptile. Oh, yeah. People look at reptiles and if you're not already in the hobby, your first thought when you start looking at keeping a reptile is, you know, oh, like I'm going to look so cool with this lizard that I can take to Petco with me. And then people realize that reptile keeping isn't necessarily as exciting as they thought it was. Yeah. And so, or like people are like, See, and hey, I let, never let had me get a lizard for my I married kid. This guy. But, so I never had those thoughts. <laughs> because let's go, so let's go back to the dog and cat thing. It, it's very, well, it's, it's very, it's, so it's very easy to own a dog or a cat in a sense that the stuff you need for it is very minimal food, water bowl and you put them in your house and you're pretty good because there's not the setup that you need for a reptile they don't need special Unless lighting extra. No, but, but <laughs> just this basic care, are over 100 pounds <laughs> again not everybody looks at pets the way we look at pets so right. when someone goes to get yeah, a pet yeah. they, they look at it as it's just a pet so when they get a dog they get a dog they go all right i got a food a water bowl throw it in the backyard got a dog we're good then that same person takes their kid to a reptile show or pet smart petco it's like and the goldfish from the fair. Exactly. They take the same mentality mm-hmm. they took with, I got a dog, threw it in the backyard, we're good. All right, I got a snake, throw it in a tank, we're good. Or got a lizard, throw it in a tank, we're good. But there's a whole setup that goes with that. Yeah. And so it's it's a it's a completely different beast. It's it's hard. It's really apples to oranges when we go talking about pets because outside of dogs and cats, everything that we consider exotic pets take more care because oh yeah i mean even fish well fish take way more care than most people give to them yeah they're they're one of the most underappreciated pets on earth oh i learned by keeping a betta fish that fish were not for me so i had a betta fish in college for 
Oh my gosh. I probably had that fish in high school and college close to nine years. Like he was just a cool fish. Um, never had issues with it. It was super awesome. I got one for my birthday last year. A friend of ours gifted it to me for my birthday. He got too cold this winter in our bedroom. Our bedroom got too cold for him. Like I literally, as the heater was in the mail, I literally had already bought the heater the day before the heater arrived. I went to go check on him and he had died. Oh no. And I was like, son of a bitch. I was so mad at myself because I was like, I think he's getting too cold in our bedroom. I need to get a little heater for him. So I got one. It was like literally arrived the next day. It's still in the envelope downstairs now because we haven't opened it yet. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not opening. I'm like, just put it under your daddy's fish tank. I committed to Frank for as long as he lived. And when he died, I said no more. (laughs) (laughs) Because quite frankly, Frank was pretty, but he sucked. I I don't do fish. I don't do fish and I don't do birds. They're too freaking messy. But see, that's a, a matter of you got a fish. You realized you didn't. That wasn't your thing. And it may have been better early on to bring yes, home the fish. But also having the background that I do, like you said, we look at animals a lot differently than other yeah. people yes. do. Like my, I realize this is a reptile podcast. My oldest dog, Gus, for example. It's a reptile gumbo podcast. That he, can fall in the gumbo dog, You can put dogs in gumbo. <laughs> You know, um, with him, he was extremely challenging as a puppy. I I rescued him when he was seven weeks. I honestly was not in a good place to even get a dog at that time. It took me a solid year and a half to really bond with him. But I was like, I was I was committed and I wasn't going to rehome him because I had been in rescue for so long and I just I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, or just like with, you know, with my Euromastics, I thought I wanted to have a small army of Euromastics. And then I got my Euromastics and realized just how expensive they are to heat and house. And oh my God, it's yeah. so much money. <laughs> to do right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. To do right. Because I see a lot of people post online and I'm looking at their setups and I'm like, oh my God. Well, so go with what someone said in the chat they said uh, part of the problem is the whole bearded dragons make great fresh reptiles or whatever species and then it's super high maintenance and expensive to keep and uh I, i've always said that and, and i go back and forth with this people talk about the bearded dragons be a great obviously they're not a great beginner pet but with that said any pet i guess can be a good beginner pet if the right process is taken. Like, bearded can be good mm-hmm. if you're willing to set it up right i i almost i agree with that I don't really like the term beginner pet. I yeah. I used to, but I think that beginner pet gives a false idea to people about the kind of commitment that it actually takes to keep these animals. See, and I, I don't even think it has to do with the commitment. I think it has to do with the ease that it takes to take care of that animal. That too. Because I kind of well, like so, loop all of that in together. So let's talk about, so Joe. He used to breed corns and sold lots of corn snakes, and corn snakes were seen as a great beginner snake. But you can definitely list a whole lot of reasons why it's not a great beginner snake as well, right? There's, you know, size and all this stuff, especially as a baby. Like, we know know that baby corn snakes are a fucking nightmare. They're really good at getting out of shit. So, I guess it's hard saying beginner, right? And you sold them as beginners, and they're, they are a good beginner snake, but you also have to tell folks, uh, here's all the issues with it being a beginner animal. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's going to be no perfect situation where everything has a good outcome yeah. when you're selling snakes, breeding snakes, 
And it's something that always bummed me out when I was breeding and had a breeding business is you lose control once you once you sell an animal. You have zero yeah. control of what happens. And so many times that person comes back to you a week later saying it got out and or saying it died for whatever rich reason and they put it on the dashboard of their car or something like Ugh. that when they're on the way home and it bakes. So it's just part of the soul crushing uh, job of being the old corn snake breeder or any snake for that matter. They're just, uh, what are you going to do? You got to either give up your control or give up breeding snakes. And uh, I think I gave up breeding snakes. See, that right there is why, I mean, I've, I've thought about maybe one day getting into breeding, but if I did, it would be, you know, very, very small, like, I guess, boutique breeding. Um, because I, 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 I don't know how breeders handle that. I mean, even just working in rescue, like it's hard to let rescues go to a new home, but like to sell something and like trust somebody with something that you've helped create and then just having absolutely no control over that. I, yeah, for, for those exact reasons, you know, you have no control anymore and you can do your best to vet them, but people lie all the time, you know? So and just make honest mistakes. I mean, you yeah, can make an honest exactly. mistake. It doesn't feel any better that you're like, yeah. shit, maybe I should have told them that that very specific thing could have happened. Right. Mm. I could have avoided that or, uh, but really there's only so much you can do. And at the end of the day also, I mean, going back to what I believe Katie said earlier, like breeders make business decisions all the time, like constantly. Um, and in order to do it for a living, I think you need to make a lot of business decisions. And I guess I don't shame anyone for doing what they do for a living, but I have a choice of whether or not I want to do that yeah. or be a part of that or what that kind of impact sense. I make on the community or within my own life. And uh, so, yeah, I don't judge anyone for doing it. But I suppose if you're thinking about becoming a professional breeder, remember that professional, that word comes with uh, – making professional decisions that yeah. put food on your table or reduce your costs a certain year or you know you probably don't have those year mastics because they're expensive as hell and uh yeah yeah there's plenty of business trade-offs to make and uh these trade-offs actually affect animals lives which is uh always was a little bit too much weight for me to to be honest makes sense and, well, and as like James says, working over at the herb shop, you know, he'll talk somebody's ear off about an animal until they either go, no, that is the animal for me, or he talks them out of it, which I think all pet shops should do. They should give all the information possible, not just the information that sells the animal. Um, that's that's what drives me nuts is they'll, they'll go to a store and they'll give all the information, the positive about selling them, but they won't give them all the warnings because they know if they give them enough warnings, they may not buy it. But the warnings are what they need so that if they do buy the animal, they're prepared for the things that could happen. I always start with the negatives. Some people may not agree with that, but I feel like if I can give you all of the negatives about keeping, whether it's a certain breed of dog or a certain species of snake, um, if you can get past those negatives and you're still interested in learning about this animal and keeping it, then okay, now let's jump to the positives and talk about why this is a bad idea, but why it's also a really good idea. Like yesterday, my king snake tried to eat me. Do I recommend <laughs> them? No. Do I want more? Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah, my Mexican black king is 
flighty as hell, but we're working on it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm still glad I have her. <laughs> I put They're a pinky so in front of her mouth and she goes shooting the opposite be, direction. Okay, so I'll be honest. She is not nearly as spastic when there's not food involved. Let me just say. Well, like, awesome. When you feed her, she is a million times worse. I'm All over the place. Uh, but so... So like, another thing Bergoli said was, and I I know where all of Sean's animals at his store come from. They they come from breeders. Sean and and James and they they pick them out from breeders. They're not ordering them. This is not a a, a knock on uh, small reptile stores that have to order them wholesale through all this. I know there's whatever, but the way they do it, they are lucky enough to have the resources. Yeah, to the, get the way he's able to breeders. do it straight from breeders. Know where they come from and know all the information. There's a little more pride taken in when they sell these animals. They're, they're not getting in a $12 iguana and just turning it around for 50 bucks because they just got to get them moving, right? So it's there's a little more ownership in there. So that's what James is saying is he wants to make sure that since he's getting the animals from breeders they know, mm-hmm. he wants to do his job to make sure those animals go to the right place. And more places should do that. And I, I also love, because Sean and I have talked about this before, he has even said that if there's something – Cause sometimes you'll go in, into a pet store and you'll see like that really not necessarily rare, but that, that animal that you don't typically see in a pet store. Yeah. And Sean has even said like, we're not going to put that there, but if somebody comes into my store and says, I'm interested in this, he's like, and we can talk to them and we realize, Hey, they really are interested in this. He's like, then we can find it for them. Um, and so I think that's really cool too, because they offered that service. Well, and Robin Williamson, she sells, we had her on the interviews. She sells tegus and she, yeah. and she makes sure to tell everybody because again, someone sees a baby tegu and it's adorable, but it's going to turn into a large lizard that takes a large space that can do a lot of damage. Did we talk about that when she was on? What? That they have a bite force stronger than a pit bull and they death roll when they well, bite. Well, they're, they all death roll. Yeah. Did we talk about that? No. I did not know this. I didn't know this either. Oh, That's freaking cool. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> now you're like, it rips fingers off. I want that. I want to see it. <laughs> but, but so she's selling an animal that definitely has downsides. I think all animals, I don't want to say downsides, but they all have things that people need to know about. You have and, the pros and the cons. I mean, just call it what it is. And there are too many. And even this is okay. This is even for breeders and people shows, they will do what. And again, it goes back like Joe said. If it's someone's livelihood, they can't always, I guess, risk not making a sale. I mean, if they, if they need to pay rent that if month, the, if say if that is their sole source of income. So there's a there's a balance. I totally there's, get there's, it. there's a balance that has to be done. And so I think it's very it's with, with everything in this hobby. It's impossible to put blanket statements on everything in this hobby. And we see it all the time. That's what starts 5 million arguments on social media is blanket statements. You know, uh, someone from Australia in a group asked, uh, they don't understand how Americans can use racks, yada, yada. So I explained why I use racks. And then of course I got attacked by several people who have, how they're horrible and yada, yada. And so I'm like, okay, but they do work. Even if you want to tell me they don't work. So it's, it's the whole blanket. There's so many ways to do this hobby. That's why that's why we have a you, group in the female herps group that there is a no husbandry policing rule because there is yeah that's one of our rules on yeah, that group because there are so many different ways of doing things it doesn't there obviously we all know that there are things that are just blatantly wrong when it comes to reptile keeping heat rocks reptile carpet we all agree <laughs> heat rocks are wrong no we, one we all yeah. agree that they that are is garbage the, that is the one blanket <laughs> statement that we have all said what we can agree that we saw one Probably PetSmart. No, 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 no. Can we? we... Good. Wow, he froze. Oh. There he is. I think he's still frozen. Oh, no. What? Me? 
Yeah. Oh, there you are. I'm alive. Yes, you are alive. <laughs> it's being glitchy. I'm just very steady. <laughs> um, I, feel, I feel like we can... Oh shit! I have I have the sound on for Facebook now, and things are going on. Um, so we don't hear any of like, that, so you're good. I feel like we can make the heat rock concept work. Can we? Can we make like as a joke, but make it a really good product? A heat rock that There's actually bound works. to be a way to make it. Legit. Like, what would make that a good product? It would have to have a we still did the fucking ceramic orange rock. But it actually works. It would have to cost an extra 40, 50, 60 bucks and have Perfect. a have a built in thermostat in it. So that you could actually run it. Rhonda said that she cuts the cords off and uses them as decorations. I've done that. I have done that. They they do make a really good weighted down decoration. Uh I mean, I guess if you have something that's gonna like toss everything around in your cage or like because she does tegu so if you need something that has substantial weight well, to it the, that well, would be other, a good thing so to the do. other problem with heat rocks that we don't ever we always talk about burning your animals there's a live wire inside your cage just that is true just there for the animal like if you have a lizard for it to chew on or whatever like yeah but that's also true when you have those heat panels especially the new uh what are they rbi where they actually unplug like in your enclosure, which is that is true. I, I have a, so yeah, they're a pain in the ass. If you don't put them up against the back of your enclosure, and some people will put them in the middle, your snake will just keep yanking the the cord out if you don't secure it in there, right? And then if you put if you attach it to your container somehow with like a tape or an adhesive, you run the risk of your snake getting involved in that. Getting it in the tape, yeah, that's a nightmare. Getting like in the tape, we had that happen. It's a fucking nightmare, and it was terrifying yeah. for me. A, a snake stuck to gorilla tape is not fun. Oh my god! There was lots of vegetable oil used. I was gonna night. say, is it like if they get stuck with those sticky yeah. chops and not you the vegetable oil, oil, oil the shit on out them? Of them. Mm. Anyways, you've all done that for mites, right? At one point, I have oiled them. Oil thing? Have I have. That? I'm right now. I'm spraying the crap out of them with Nix spray to try and get rid of. Oh, fucking mites! Are they still around? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. We thought we finally thought that they were gone because it had been so long since uh-huh. we'd seen. And then you open up the tub, and there's a mite in the water bowl, and, like, and there was a mite, like one single mite, and I'm like, Jesus. So. so eventually, we will be mite free, and rainbow babies can be sold. Yeah, they're the only ones right now that currently seem to <laughs> like, have mites. We got a whole freaking litter of rainbow boas that he can't sell because I want to get rid of these things. Okay, well, fuck you. They're my snakes. <laughs> Don't say shit about my snakes. But uh, At least they're pretty. They are pretty. They are. Yeah. And we finally sexed them all the other night. Yeah. So that was fun. Well, I think things are only, uh, this is a controversial opinion, but snakes are only pretty like in twos. I think once you make like a litter of 30 of them, I think it becomes exponentially less fun as time goes on. Oh, not to me. <laughs> My opinion. Not to me. You, Katie, Katie, Katie can attest to this. Hey, Joe, you're not t- wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, that you know that's not true. Because but it's not. I will e- say. Every time there is a litter of snakes born in this house, I guarantee the next five houses over know that I oh, have 100%. snakes born. 100%. He comes screaming through the house the whole world. It doesn't Dude. matter what time it is. It can be three in the morning. It can be fucking back to back litters. Like, I could have a litter at night and a litter tomorrow, and you'll hear me yell, babies from across the room. And he will the wake house. up the whole house. We all have to go in the snake room. We all have to be involved in the photographs. Oh, yeah. It's a whole thing. Every single time. Every I, litter. I love it. 
every time. I, I, I can't help but get excited. I won't lie. I do get excited for him just because he is so look, excited about it. With that this. said, with, look, so with that said, I would say that if that's not the feeling you get when you open up a tub of eggs or a, a litter of babies, then it's probably not the thing for you, which is that, fine. No, or, I think that I, I think the problem with me personally is say if it's a line graph and like, you know, your excitement's the vertical and the amount of time. Then, like, I'm excited when they're first out of the egg, and then that line goes down, oh, down, down, down. I love it. It's the most exciting for like the first two weeks. I'm still excited. I don't know. It's just me. But, that's how but maybe I'm not built for it. Maybe I don't love animals. That's how you know? I maybe I'm a monster. <laughs> that's Whatever. how I feel about maybe. puppies. Like, I want puppies when they're like, up until they're like, this fucking dog grew up. When Get they're like here. 12 <laughs> weeks old, I'm like, nope, okay, somebody else can take it now. And like, you just want it in like the small little cute stage. Oh no! I like my dogs like five years old. <laughs> See, I I told my husband because Gus Gus was seven weeks when I got him, and I swore after that I was like I'm done with puppies. And then I got Maverick, and he was like four months old, which is and, still very much a puppy. St- and well, in large breeds, they stay a puppy like until years. they're like three years yeah. old. Uh-huh. And so I told my husband, I'm like the next time, like when. The next time we get a dog, I'm going to the shelter and I'm going to be like, give me the oldest dog here who takes naps all day. Yep. <laughs> give me that lazy like, motherfucker in the back. The three, give me the no, two-legged no one that can't kittens, run away. No more kittens either because... Cats suck in general, so just stay away from cats. Okay, I have three. Well, I can't help you make bad decisions. They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> horrible animals. I love them. Speaking but of horrible, oh, I love them. Speaking of horrible so cats, allergic. April's in the chat. What's up, April? And your ball sacks? Her cats are not They're horrible. not. I, they, they've been in my house before, and I did not completely hate them. I mean, mine are really sweet. But, They're just assholes. So what April says is the the, the what Joe was saying about after two weeks. Her line is uh, when they need assist feeding. <laughs> that's when they are no longer no longer fun. That's, Agreed. That's R- why Ryan is not feed. wrong. I grew up with corgis. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, when someone says they want a corgi puppy, all I all I do is laugh because they just don't know. Yeah. They don't understand. I, I want a corgi puppy. <laughs> They're like, but they, shed, they are they Satan. They shed too damn much for me to get a corgi puppy. They are puppy. Satan. All right, back to reptiles. Anyways. So, Sorry for our little tangent on no. our conversation tonight. So, so Joe, your your reptile keeping, though, has, has drastically changed. You've gone from having a crap ton of one species to now having a menagerie of reptiles. Has that changed? Has that uh, it reignited your, and I hate to use the word passion, but there's really no other word, your passion for the hobby by going into all these different species than just having a closet full of corn snakes. Yeah. I mean, it's really nice to go deep and learn as much as you can as at one thing, but it's also really nice to have fun. And, uh, I don't need to know the scale count of my jeweled Lacerda. <laughs> I just need to give it its fucking food and give it its heat and humidity and, uh, move on with my day and feed it a mealworm every once in a while and see it go crazy and take it from the tongs and uh just a good time i don't have to less stress about it uh, especially even just say social media not posting them up on social media all the time and having to defend your way of keeping what you're doing what you're feeding uh it seems like everyone's just willing to kind of have their own opinion which is fine because i'm putting it out there but uh yeah i would just rather not have it out there I get that. So, so that's kind of why, I mean, when I do post something, it's very short and simple and people, I mean, people still find, find things about it. So like last time, uh, I keep the, the front glass on my iguanas, 
enclosure open like the majority of the time in my office because I'm in here most all of the day uh, working from home and she'll come out and she'll like kind of get used to me. There'll be a day every once in a while where she'll like try to climb up my leg and stuff like that. Uh, probably strictly for food, but it's like sometimes she she's just getting used to my presence, um, which has been really helpful. But in my old apartment in Philly, there was like a heater with like really old. So my old place in Philly was like literally from the 1700s. And there was this old radiator that was probably, you know, 80 years old. And they were like, you keep it in that dirty, disgusting thing. And it's like, yeah, it's just something, a radiator in my house. She doesn't live in the radiator. She lives in an enclosure, <laughs> but it's in the back of the picture. That's gonna be like, the way know, you man. responded just now is exactly the but, way I respond like, when people are like, you just let those snakes roam all over your house. I'm like, yes, you dipshit. They're, no, I keep them in cages. No, but Come the worst on. thing was, it's Joe's house. He lives in that. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, I'm the scumbag who lives here. You let your animal live there? Like, fucker, I live here. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? It's it's a lot more expensive than your whole trailer in fucking middle of Mississippi. I don't know. All that meth I'm in, in the middle of a city in a fucking box. All that meth um, in their trailer is probably worth a lot. You so. live in Austin, which is arguably the most expensive city in Texas to live in. Well, yeah, the most expensive pretty, outside of San Francisco neck. and New York. I was saying, I'm pretty sure neck it's with still Dallas. a hell of a lot cheaper than, oh yeah, Philly. Oh, huh? it's, uh, no, no, this is actually more expensive now. So since Tesla's here. It's a small part um, of California. Oh. Basically, here, you know they always shit. said California was going to break off into the ocean? It didn't. It broke off and landed in the middle of Texas. Gotcha. Austin is basically the Orange County of Texas. Oh. Yeah. It's I would keep the, doing a research project on Tesla. It's where all the hipsters hang out with their IPA beers. I'm excited about that. That's why you're there. Leave him alone. Because I don't actually know much. I almost said that he shaved his hipster beard. Actually, you got to grow that back. You're now in Austin. It fits there. It wasn't. It was nice. The facial hair. No, yeah, you got to be different though. I mean, like everyone's doing that shit. I mean, you look nice without it too. Don't get me wrong. You gotta get your flannel, a flannel shirt. Hipster no, beard. We don't have to go. That I do time. have a lot of start having shirt. opinions. <laughs> so, so you gotta have an opinion on everything. <laughs> everything you need an opinion on everything, and it has to be the opposite of whatever whoever you're talking to at that moment. I mean, you would fit in great. James. I know you would fit in. This great. is actually you know, you can't, uh, you can't in the argument with fuck off. That you can't you, do that. I would. I, they probably don't eat a lot of bacon there, so like you wouldn't. Survive. No, no, you would no. be surprised. This is like Austin is still Texas. Oh, I mean, yeah. don't get it wrong. It's like bullshit. <laughs> It's like the but taco it's like, capital nice. of Texas. But everyone's like a, a Joe Rogan liberal, right? They're like very progressive, but they're like, I eat deer still. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, kind okay, of, okay. they all listen to the Joe Rogan experience yeah. and uh, that's where they form all their opinions. They, they so all, yeah, everyone's kind of the same. They're eating kale, but they wrap it in bacon. Yes. Legit. Yes, I could exactly get behind right. that. <laughs> yeah, you ruined bacon by wrapping it. Anyways. Uh, yes, Max, I was describing you too. You are a hipster. You are, that's, I looked it up in the dictionary. It was a picture. Yeah, but he also lives like straight up Bible Belt in like the most religious place of all time, which is always, Abilene just, because I used to, I used to work on Dias Air Force Base, which is right over there. And it's like, the fact that Max is there is just so interesting. I'm like, you're the, definitely the coolest person here. Like, by far. I just feel like Max like ran out of money. Like, he was driving through the country, ran out of money there. That's why he, lives <laughs> he broke there. down in Abilene. Yeah. That's just where it was. He's like, all right, I'll live here now. I love it. Oh, all right. I, I did have a list of stuff I wanted to talk about this week. Let me, let me pull that up. Talk amongst yourselves. Thanks for letting me like 
talk about thoughts in my I don't contribute that often, I feel like. I feel like I contributed. No, because you're normally playing on your computer. I contributed enough. To, that's because I've already done my lesson plans for the week, so oh. I don't have to write lesson plans tonight. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, it's a legit issue. So there are a few things I want to talk about. Uh, I, I put them on here. I forgot to mention last time. So when we were in College Station, right? It was College Station? Yes, Brian College Station. So we were in Brian College Station uh, on CBS. 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes. They aired a special on. Uh, ben Rennick. And for those, we've talked about Ben Rennick before and on here. Um, ben Rennick was bit was a big time breeder. He had done some amazing stuff. Uh, had the albino anacondas that Megan now has. Not this Megan, other Megan. Um, and a lot of other things. What? There's the, too many Megans. There are too many Megans. I agree about one too many right now. Oh, just I'll stab you with your Lego pin. I leave my Continue. Lego pin. <laughs> Anyways, so they, they did this special on Ben, and I was very worried when they did it because I was very worried they were going to vilify the snakes, even though the snakes had nothing to do with the death of Ben. And, and, and any of that, it was it was definitely a people person or a people article. Um, but they did. They did a very good job. Uh, one, Dave Kaufman was in it, which brought, I think, a validity to the whole issue when it came to snakes. He's a very good voice for that. He does very good for that kind of stuff. I thought he did a great job. Um, my problem watching that was the entire time my inner monologue was fuck this bitch the whole time I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't help it. Tell us how you feel, James. Every time Tell us how you feel. Every time his wife's face would show up on the screen. For those who don't know, uh the bitch shot her husband. Um in the back. In in the back several times. Uh and still got off fairly light. She only got like sixteen years of prison for killing him, but anyways. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, it is on Paramount. You have, if you have Paramount Plus, you can go on there. It is on there. You can watch it. It's a very good, a well-done uh, piece. It does suck because, again, it brings up the whole shooting of Ben Rennick and, and all that. But from, like I said, everything I've ever heard of him, I've never heard a negative thing about Ben. Um, and I thought they did a very good job of of not making it seem like – Now, at the very beginning, it was kind of funny because these sheriff's deputies are going in there like carrying shotguns and saying, if I see a snake, I'm going to shoot it. Like they were horrified because they thought a snake had got him. Well, because so I so the only part that I actually am familiar with with the whole story is when it was called in. Like they originally they thought, thought a snake the snake him. had killed him, but when they realized he was full of bullet holes, that it yeah, it wasn't a totally snake. they changed their it wasn't their a snake. Point. But they went in there like creeped out, afraid that it was. I mean, if you're not used to walking into a large scale breeding off facility, it could be very especially if you're afraid unnerving. of yeah. those animals. Yeah. I a mean, daunting. Yeah. But uh. I would say go watch that. It's it's very interesting. Um, you just, said it's on Paramount. It's Plus? on Paramount Plus because it was a sixty minutes episode. And like I said, the, the Dave Kaufman was in there. He did a great job. He he really showed the the love for snakes and how they weren't bad. Depending on your television provider, you may have CBS on demand. That's true. Maybe so on demand. Maybe so on demand. Maybe on demand. That's true. So I have to watch that. I meant to bring that up like two weeks ago, and I forgot to bring it up. But I wanted to bring it up. Uh, the bitch still deserves to get more than sixteen years in prison. But whatever. That's Either here or there. Math, hell of a joke. All right, positive talking points. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the good news, if you if you like like his albino anacondas, Megan is now breeding the albino con and Megaconda is now breeding the albino anacondas, and uh, I think she's not far from having snow anacondas, which will be very interesting to see. Solid white anacondas. That's cool. That's gonna be because so she has anneries awesome. and she has the albinos now. Very cool. So, uh, so it was not a movie. It was actually an episode of sixty minutes. Yeah, it was an episode of sixty minutes. Uh, the person that's what maybe it was, it was I forget what the, the episode was. It was like uh, I can't remember what it was. It was some some play on snakes and his wife. Um, it should have been the bitch that killed 
Ben Rennick, but that's cold-blooded killer. Something I don't like think that. that's that, what it was. That, that would have worked. That would have been a good one. Um, again, it'll be very hard. Like I said, I watched it the entire time calling her a bitch. Um, oh, good news for me. Here's a positive. So I know over the last well, three years or so now, Woo! I've talked about this. Yes, uh, this is a positive. I know what this so is. Because <laughs> the original story happened on the night that I was actually recording the podcast with Travis. Yep. Uh, when I got in trouble for selling a, a carpet python in Louisiana. And because apparently it's on the, the list of things you can't sell. The government showed up at our house. Criminal. Yeah, I know. Uh, wildlife fishery showed up at my house. They uh, yeah. You can't even sell them even with a like you, have, you, have, have, a oh, you have to have a permit. Okay. So, but at the time so, that we sold it, right, we didn't so know I'll, that the I'll, permit I'll, was needed. Okay. I'll fill you in for anybody that's you know, some people don't know. Uh I sold one one carpet python at a show to a guy that lived in Texas. He went back to Texas with them. He apparently then sold it to another guy later on. That guy got in trouble for something. I don't know what. And when they busted his house, they found they the found snake. Her. And somehow they tracked it from him to the other guy to me. Why to track the snake that's not illegal to own in Texas? I don't fucking know. But they got to me in Louisiana. And then they realized that it's on the list of animals that you have to have a permit for because there's a stupid – the way the law is written, it's, it's snakes over eight foot. But the way it's written, it could be – is it snakes currently over eight foot or is it snakes that will reach over eight foot? And then they also have a list, a, a list of species. Morelia, specifically carpet pythons and diamond pythons, are on that list. For, but that's it. Because someone Google searched snakes over eight foot and then they made this law. <laughs> because Apodora is on there and like 10 fucking people own that snake. So anyways. So any the they gave me a they ended up having to give me a ticket for selling the snake, but when they came into my house, I know what they they expected to find what everyone thinks. What they found was a house full of moving boxes because we, we were in the process of moving. But they expected to find tons of shit, and when they realized everything was nice and orderly, and they we went through it one by one, they kind of felt bad, but they wrote me a ticket for selling the snake, whatever. I ended up having to like a year or two later, uh, I got a call that I had to take it to court, so I hired a a, a lawyer. Then we moved. And so he went for me, so I didn't have to go back for it. And I finally heard from the DA the other day. He calls me and goes, uh, so we're not going to uh, charge you or fine you for this. You know, we think that you 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 know you, you take care of these animals properly and that you care for them. And yeah, I'm like, thank you. But I'm thinking, why would you come after me for one fucking thing? He's like, right. he was like if you would send us the, uh, you know, you know, the permits that you got now so you can sell these. He's like, I don't sell those snakes. I sold one. I don't need a permit because I don't sell them. He's like, oh, okay. Plus, so, anyways, you don't even live there anyway. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't bring that up. Them. I didn't bring it up. But uh, so yeah, flight I, risk. <laughs> I uh, I'm what no longer you? gonna go to prison. Yay! I mean, I don't we're never gonna go, to, gonna go to prison. prison either. <laughs> but but I'm I am good. There's no fine. There's no uh, knowing that that part of our that chapter of our life is closed <laughs> is done. actually a very big relief. So for if me, you sell if you sell a boa constrictor or Pretty much any python besides ball pythons in the state of Louisiana have a have permit because they will chase your ass down from two states away through three different people. Own. The, it's, the amount of time and money it took for them to find me has to be <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's some podunk bullshit. Plus, I mean, just move to Texas, you idiots. Yes. Knowing, Get it together. Knowing... Oh, Knowing how Louisiana actually is as a state, it's hilarious. Oh, oh, money. Oh, yeah. It is hilarious to me oh, yeah. that that is what they chose to spend their time thing. on. I, I'm more. I'm more. I honestly want to know how the fuck they found me. My name's not stamped on the damn snake. Like, the, oh, uh, uh-uh. 
How did they it find It wasn't me? even a snake we reproduced. Like it was We reproduced? Or a, produced. A, a, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> we didn't make it again either. Um, uh. But it's not like it's not it's it wasn't anything we had. It we were literally selling it for a friend. Yeah. So it wasn't even yours. No. A buddy, <laughs> my, a buddy of mine from college snake, didn't want it anymore. I kept it for years. She was a bitch the entire time. I was like, fuck it, I'm done feeding this thing. And I'm gonna sell it. Sold and we it did? one snake. And then I got it they showed up at my house to yeah. to bust me as as the horrible snake person with all my snakes. Yeah. And it was then crazy. Oh, you I showed them, I was like, well, these are sand boas. They said, Boas, is that a boa constrictor? No. No, it's not. It's a sand boa. Yeah. It's not a boa constrictor. When I got they my... did know the pine snake, though. No, they did. Once I pointed it out. I'll, oh, no. That's I'll true. give them that. I, I was like, I, I stopped. I said, look, the only thing you're probably going to be interested in is this. This is Louisiana pine snake, but it's captive bred. And I explained where I got it from. They knew Theron. He was on their radar. So they knew him. Oh, yeah. I uh, imagine so. So we were good. They knew where it came from. They knew it came from captivity. I was good. But yeah. So yeah. that was fucking interesting. What an adventure. <sighs> it, everything. But I'm good. Is. I'm I'm a free man. James is an adventure. Uh <laughs> Oh, speaking of Dave Coffin, uh, Dave Coffin put out two videos on his, I want to get it right, it's Dave Coffin's Animal Adventures. He has like three different YouTube channels now. On his Animal Adventures uh, one, it was a two-parter at the Fort Worth Zoo, uh, which is one of the, for reptile, if you're a reptile person, one of the coolest zoos you could possibly go to for reptiles. So he did one on That's the your zoo. hometown, isn't it? I remember when they, they built o- it. when they built it and opened that herpetarium and oh. man, that's what, it's one of the best reptile houses it's so, so freaking so cool. his first episode is the zoo the second episode is mola the museum of living art and that's the reptile and amphibian and if you've ever wanted to think where should i go and sit and eat an expensive meal at a zoo that doesn't taste that great it's at mola because you yep. can sit right next to a gharial that's the only thing that makes eating that really expensive chicken sandwich <laughs> worth it is because there's a, a giant day. there's a giant gharial next to you so I'm just going to throw this out there, too. If you have small children, they have an amazing you can feed them to the water park oh. at that zoo. <laughs> oh, the Fort Worth Zoo is phenomenal. So, like, if you are in a relationship that has small children and maybe the rest of the family does not appreciate the reptile side, you go hang out Drop them the, the water park. And then they can go hang out in the water part section. Is it Because you really Worth? need two days to do that Is it zoo. Fort Worth you or really Dallas that's oh, the yeah. zoo that's super? It's Fort Worth that's super long, right? No, the Dallas Zoo is like no, yeah, one the Dallas long Zoo is strong. long. That's the really, really long one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's like the Dallas Zoo is okay, but if you're in Dallas, go to the aquarium. If you're in Fort Worth, go yeah. to the zoo. The zoo, yeah. Fort Worth Zoo is awesome. In fact, I don't know if you saw that picture that I posted the other day of mm-hmm. me in front of the Komodo. Yeah. That was my very first trip to the Herpetarium at Fort Worth right after they opened it. And nice. man, I I took my best friend who is not a reptile person and yeah, it was such a great day. Joe, you used to live back. there. I'm assuming you've gone to to mola right yeah yeah and i've been in the dallas zoo as well do you um, have free time to go and do fun stuff like this weekends for the most part yeah that's cool sometimes i think <laughs> <laughs> i uh also dave did a video at the the aquarium in dallas which the, was it the aquarium of is it the dallas world aquarium i think I've actually yep. never yeah. been to the Dallas World Aquarium. It's awesome. My husband and I tried to go one time because when when we first, like for a while, it was like shut down because they were doing a bunch of renovations. And then we tried to go one time for our anniversary, which just so happens to fall on spring break. Oh, bad we choice. forgot about that. Bad choice. And so we get there and the line is out the door wrapped around the building twice. And we said, 
absolutely not. Nope. And so we left, and I haven't been back. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should go back. It's so I calling, should go back. That one being called an aquarium is tricky because yes, it is an aquarium, but it's it's a zoo. I mean, it's like they've got That's giant Orinoco crocodiles and and giant. Uh, they got a big flight cage area with parrots. Sloth exhibit is cool. Sloth. They've got. A huge anaconda with like a bunch of little cardinal tetras in the case. So it's pretty. Speaking of sloth exhibits, guess who I found out is going to be adding a sloth to their zoo? The Learning Zoo. The Learning Zoo. Ah! I'm yes. so excited. That's exciting. We still gotta Wonder go. I keep telling Drew we're gonna 30th. go there. We'll take pictures yeah. at our brunch for you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I identify as a woman for that brunch, <laughs> so I can go to the woman's brunch. Because I identify as one. You can't tell me I can't identify as one. Well, I'm telling you one. You can't? I'm telling you one Look, now. If, I'm telling you now. If I can't take our child, I'm not taking you. But you guys are going to go to the zoo, and we're going to meet you at the zoo later. You just don't know about these plans yet. Yes, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> that along with the other stuff that we're okay. talking that you guys are apparently talking about Probably later. Oh, okay. It's in my list. <laughs> apparently, we're doing stuff. Uh, oh, so the next thing I want to talk about, uh, and this is going to be more of a bitch fest. I enjoy these things. Is the cop shooting the fucking snake and then being the hero for it? <sighs> Dude, I had to, because for some reason, the Houston Chronicle thought that I wanted that as a sponsored ad in my Facebook feed. So literally, like multiple times a day, it is popping up in my feed so, because I clicked on so it. So for those that haven't seen it, there was a cop. I've in, seen it, but I have not read the right, article so it's or a, it's any a, of that. A cop in Texas. He had gone off the side of the road to look at something, a car or something. Anyways, uh Found a rattlesnake in Texas in the grass. Go figure. And uh, he shot it. Said because it was rattling in, a, in an, and it was in in an a attack position. Pose. An attack position yeah. or whatever. Dumbass. And so he shot it and killed it. And the way the article re- writes and the way he says it, it seems like he's the hero for shooting this rattlesnake that was literally fucking doing nothing. It was just sitting there in the grass. Uh, oh, the original article that I read was, um, it was like the cop officer so-and-so, whatever the hell his name is, wants to warn people <laughs> about the snakes this season. And I'm like, what's, I'm more, more, what's so to warn? Here's what I told, here's what I told my dad. My dad, cause I, I called the guy a joke. He's like, well, I don't, and my dad's like, I don't know if he's a joke. Yeah, I said, he's a joke. And here's why. While in uniform, he fired his weapon at an animal that was not causing any harm to the people he is sworn to protect. None of what he did is in his is in his job details. None of it. Nope. He's not a hero for doing it. He went and killed an animal for no reason. So that's a problem. His first response to I don't like this thing was I'm going to shoot it. That's a problem. So and of course the, the bunch, bunch of people are gonna think he's a hero because he killed a snake and the only good snake. So fuck you, by the way, for the person that was about to say that. Yeah, I, I avoided hey, uh, I avoided the comments. You know, police don't get a lot of good PR these days, so cut him a fucking break, all right? He's huh? a hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that ha- that was all over Facebook because it was in Texas. It was all over every group. That uh, is the one downside of Texas. Yeah. We've been really hyping it up, but really, uh, yeah, only good snakes a dead snake is very common attitude. I think that's actually they're having a license plate come out soon that will say that. The only good snakes. I'm just kidding. That's not going to be um oh i can't wait until my husband and i are talking about a new car right now and we're looking at possibly a truck and i already have like a list of all of the snake magnets that is going to go on my vehicle i can't wait nobody is going to mistake who i am when i'm driving through the neighborhood (laughs) oh 
Just make sure none of them are in attack position and you'll be safe. <laughs> Someone's going to shoot the car window. That's not yeah, even an attack position. I thought about posting about, because I posted about Ophelia on the female herp group. I almost posted about it on my personal page, but the people on my personal page are not going to understand the humor behind a king snake trying to eat my finger. Yeah. So I was like, you know, just going to we'll save that for the snake groups. Yeah, that's gonna, you're, you're going <laughs> to get call. 10 Good replies call. going, see, that's why you shouldn't know right? snakes. <laughs> Did it size you up first? It laid next to you in bed. So. <laughs> oh, fuck. I hate that story. Uh, so there's a new show coming on Peacock called Killing It. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. It's So it's Craig Robinson. But I think Craig Robinson's hilarious because I love The Office and he was on there. And it's it's he goes down to Florida and from what I can tell, begins killing Burmese pythons because he realizes he can make money trying to kill Burmese pythons. And like it's it's pretty funny. And I was like, well, we just talked about killing snakes and that's bad. But I've always said I would love to go to Florida and hunt Burmese pythons. They don't belong there. And at one point, and he's killing them with a nail gun. He holds the head of the snake in his hand. And then shoots the snake in the head with the nail gun. And so he basically nailed a snake to his hand. And so he has this giant Burmese python nailed to his hand. Oh my god, that sounds so painful. Yeah, this is totally your kind of thing. <laughs> it is. It's Craig Robinson. It's a TV show on Peacock. This has movie. Wait, movie? so this has like a yeah. storyline that goes for yeah. multiple episodes? Oh, it's a, no, mo- no, no, no. It's a movie? It's a movie. Because right oh, here, it no, it's a series. Craig Robinson's Peacock this series. It's a TV series. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. TV. Well, this Although is, in the picture of the series, yeah, there's a picture of a, says movie a ball trailer. python and a boa and a. What the fuck is that? Is that a. Angolan? This sounds like, is it like... This is going to be snakes on a plane. This is like stupid humor. It's stupid humor. Yeah. This is right up my husband's alley. This is why I'm yeah. not going to watch it. But but at least the only snake killing that, he's doing is makes, Burmese pythons in the Everglades, which I can get behind. I can get behind killing Burmese pythons in the Everglades. Although he is funny. I do like him. Craig Robinson's hilarious. Unless he's trying to sell you greasy-ass pizza from Pizza Hut. Sorry, it's just nasty-ass pizza. And that pizza was great when this I... could be you preferred bad. Domino's? Over Pizza Hut? Yes. Okay. I mean, Pizza Hut was great when I was... 10 and i would get free pizza because i read 10 books or whatever that was so, the best remember that you yes. go to pizza hut and they still do that just throwing that out there yeah i know but and then they had the uh, table they had the tabletop <laughs> they had the tabletop uh <laughs> pac-man game so that was always fun you could play the tabletop pac-man game i used to work at a pizza hut like with the salad buffet and everything yeah i don't miss it at all oh you know those old uh you had those old tile lights you know what i'm talking about yes we had them Oh like yeah, different color panes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That used to be I the shit though. Like on a Friday, and you took your little coupon to get your free pizza, and go to parents to take your Pizza Hut. You were the shit. Oh, I loved it when kids came in with their little coupons. I was so excited. Talk to me about the books they. I'm read. Not gonna lie, I miss I miss being a kid. This whole having to pay. I miss not shit, having so. bills. Yeah, I miss not having to worry about the price of gas. <laughs> That's why people are like. Because right now it's a bummer, man. People are like money doesn't buy happiness. Bullshit. God, millions of dollars. You'd have all the Lego kits you wanted. Tons of Lego and snakes. It'd just be Lego and snakes all over this fucking house. Oh. oh Aren't you so lucky that. that he's not a millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> no, right. Currently, well, we still have Legos you. and snakes all over this house. There, are, there Actually, are way yeah. worse hobbies that he could have. That's what I, I keep e- telling my husband. I know exactly where he is every night. Yes, Ryan Cox. I read all. books if it meant free pizza as a kid. <laughs> I read plenty of books as a kid because you got free people. See, that's the problem is they quit giving you the right like uh, incentives. I can't want to say incentives, and like that's not a word. I should have read more books. It's like I can see your brain. It's okay. Like, He's a word. science teacher. Yeah, don't right. teach English. Fuck that. 
Hey, did you know they don't teach this? This is off topic, but we're teaching genetics right now. I'm teaching dihybrid crosses, which tomorrow I'm taking my snakes in. So I'm tying it back in. I'm taking my snakes in to teach monohybrid and dihybrid crosses. I don't know what that means. What the fuck is wrong? I don't know what he's saying. He teaches me this lesson every year and I still can't tell you. What grade do you teach? High school biology. Oh, it's like the the (laughs) punnett squares. Where you have like the, how can you not like punnett squares are so is, much fun to do? Is big A big Nerd A? Alert. The, the yes. dad is big A little A, and then what are the chances they could have babies? And it's yeah. The fuck is ten years of him teaching? This is me why you're never lesson. allowed to breed anything. Wait, so she doesn't do ball pythons, does she? No, no. Oh, no. I I think ball pythons are pretty and. That is where I will leave my opinion of ball python. <laughs> well, that's not where I leave my opinion. We all know uh, your opinion. You said it all. Anyway, so to teach uh, die hybrid crosses, which are the what the fuck did you, oh, okay? There's a table. You shouldn't hit that. Those. Yeah, just go ahead. Are you okay? Man. I'm okay. You sure? So, oh, to teach die hybrid crosses. Oh, I just hit my for those of you that breed snakes and do punnett squares. It's when you have two traits that you're looking for. So if you wanted to know what's the odds of this. We'll go to ball pythons. Uh, what are the odds of the snake having uh, pied and albino in the same snake? That's two traits. It would be a dihybrid cross. Anyways, if you remember algebra when you had to use the old foil method, do you remember that? For you don't remember foil? I took, First, outer, inner, last. I took business math last fall, and I couldn't tell you what I learned in that class. Much okay, less stay over there. Much Anyways, I'm going to talk to the educated people out there. <laughs> Did you do like the please excuse my dear Aunt Sally? Do you remember that from math? Uh, oh, I do now. I, I'm turning y'all, turning y'all down. There we go. Their microphones are off. I can have my conversation now. Uh, so the old foil method. So first, outer, inner, last was how we always taught that. They don't teach it in algebra anymore. They've changed math. And I already going to be one of those old guy get off my lawn rants. Yes. <laughs> I hate. Look, I hate math. So anything that I have remembered on how to do in math, don't fucking change on me. I didn't want to learn it the first time. I, mean, now, I agree with you there. Turn 100%. our mics back up. You're back up. Okay. You just have to talk into it. I, I did. I did. There I was, you go. Yeah, I didn't know if you had turned them back up. So, yeah. they, they uh, Yeah. So, Ryan was like, so is that how I get my snow corn? That's what I'm teaching tomorrow. I'm taking an, uh, a snow. I'm taking an albino and an annery, and I'm teaching dihybrid crosses to get a snow corn snake. Yep. It's a cool lesson. I'll give him that. Although my annery, it sounds cool. My annery may be deep in shed and hate me tomorrow. I will forget it. Really deep in shed. Yeah, I won't have a normal corn to take. So I have a snow molly. Cool. She's pretty. She's dumb, but she's pretty. (laughs) She's pretty dumb. (laughs) She's not smart. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, I'm taking my. It was snake related. I'm taking my snake tomorrow. But they changed math, and I'm pissed. So uh, we are an hour in, and we have <coughs> y'all right there. Nope, dying. <laughs> Pick your lung up off the floor. You only need one. Lord, um, we haven't even talked about our Facebook question yet. Oh fuck! I just realized. I'm like, we hey, you're dropping the ball uh, over here. Haven't because we. I'm, you're the one with the list. I know, right? Well, my list didn't include this question. Yeah, this was actually joking with this question. I asked him for a question, and it was a good one. We we got a lot of replies pretty quick. So so the question was, I said, uh, we all know the big guys who. But who is your favorite up-and-coming person on YouTube, podcast, TikTok, any other social media platform? And there's a lot of really awesome posts here. There are. So I'll go through them, uh, and then we'll share who we all who we all listen to or like to watch. Uh, Adam Wickens. Mitchell, that's not who I'm saying. Fuck Adam. I'm just kidding. I fuck Adam. I like Adam. <laughs> I was about to say, Adam is one of your favorite people. What you talking about? Don't, don't tell the rest of Canada that. They don't like Adam. 
But uh, don't worry, Adam. Adam, move to Texas. We like you. So I've been told by Canadians. Yeah, they'll fucking tell you. They don't like him. And then I was like, I don't understand. I like Adam. I watch his channel. What? Look. Okay. Granted, we we don't live there. I don't know. But the what I see enough, and I've talked to him personally, I like Adam. But I also like the folks that don't like Adam, so... Stuck I, in the middle with you. That's how I feel. Uh, okay. So all Canadian reptile girl. That's what he said. Uh, he's wildly, un- she's wildly underrated. I have not listened to all Canadian have to reptile look girl. That up. Yeah. Mostly because it says Canadian in the name, and I can only like so many Canadians at one time. And Adam, you're pretty much taking up the spot, man. Uh, <laughs> fucking. That's next, how I feel, Daniel. The next, I don't understand either. The next podcast will be dedicated to why people don't like Adam. Apparently. <laughs> it's funny. It's Canadians, and Canadians are supposed to be super nice, eh? So I don't know why they don't like each other. It's a lie, eh? You know what? There's just a ton of moose. Uh, Darren Watson says, of course, the Reptile Gumball Podcast. Shut the fuck up, Darren. You're just sucking up. I'm just kidding. I like that, Darren. Keep sucking up. Uh, I was about to say, <laughs> when have you ever not wanted someone to stroke your ego? Whoa, stro- no, Darren. doesn't. She's ego. Ego. James Lewis. Anyways, he says, I also love listening to Modern Medusa Podcast, which I know Joe hates that one. Oh, he, uh, whatever. He's on the phone. Stop. He's on the phone. Who's yeah, he talking he to? to say, I don't know. He had an important phone call. An important. I'm going to tell you what, though. Important talking partner. about modern Medusa, we love Dominique. Let me tell you something. If you, if Dominique ever decided to be one of those people, she's like the most calming voice. Are you going to finish really this? Ever. It's, well, no, because in my mind, I said what I wanted to say and I was afraid it could be misconstrued and taken. Probably. The wrong Go ahead. Ways. Say it. <laughs> so I was like, no. Dominique's She adorable. wants to be a dominatrix. But what? She's, no. So she, her voice. It, it just it's very calming and it has that effect so like i feel like if if there's like an app or like if you're stressed out you would like listen to people read to you or whatever i feel like Ooh, she yes. would be on that, on that app that calming app yeah no calming oh, app. i didn't know like i didn't want people to be like oh so she puts you to sleep but that's not that's not where i'm going with this. Oh, that's where you are when that's in my brain that's where i went and that's not where i wanted to go but she is a very soothing voice and her yes. episodes are always really interesting so oh, darren yeah. said he likes she has some uh, amazing people and then he said the other one he truly likes is this one done by this really annoying chick. Uh, it's called Strictly Shorties. Some April chick does it. It's whatever. It's <laughs> about some short, I don't know fat. If she's been quiet. She might not still be in the chat. She may not. It's about short, <laughs> fat, angry snakes. I don't know. But uh, you, they're definitely two you should check out. Uh, <laughs> Dominique over on Modern Medusa and check out April on Strictly Shorties. I think she's up to three episodes, four episodes, somewhere in there. Uh huh. But definitely check them out. Our our buddy Ryan Cox said that Dom's voice almost made him nod off at his last <laughs> job before because it was so calming. So it, it's one of those that you couldn't listen to while you were driving a FedEx truck. Yeah. Which yeah. I totally get. Like, I, there's, I don't know. It, there's not a lot of people that I want to listen to when I'm like, you can stop right there. There's not a lot of people like that. <laughs> They're not for you. <laughs> but there are a handful of people that just, they have that gift. Oh, yeah. She's no, got she's it. She's got a great voice. Uh, Todd Autry said snakes on the planes photography, which I actually added on Facebook and there are some really awesome pictures on there. The one that recently got posted was of a milk snake in Oklahoma, super pretty milk snake in Oklahoma. So check out snakes on the planes photography, like P L A I N S P L A I N S. They're not, he's not tired of these fucking snakes on this fucking plane. He likes these, he likes these snakes on these planes. I've never seen that movie. Oh, you, I you gotta watch it, it at least so once. I, watch it I feel like I, I need it. to just once, just once. It's stupid. It's it. it's fucking well, horrible. I like that's Samuel L. Jackson because it, so. it looked stupid. Oh, it's it horrible. <laughs> it's it horrible. But I like Samuel L. Jackson, and if you go into it knowing, <laughs> like I like Samuel L. Jackson too, but still a horrible thing movie. ever, and you can make fun of it while you're watching it, you have a much better time. Excellent. It's a bad movie. There's so many things like the last on how that works. 
<laughs> also, I have heard that they actually lost many snakes on that plane. <gasps> Wonderful. Uh, yeah, Excellent. because they used some small like milk snakes and stuff, and they actually lost some of those snakes on the plane set of snakes on a plane. That's lovely. Wow. So there was that. Uh, the Megan slap some bitch said. Uh, <laughs> Dominique DeFalco of Modern Medusa. She's slapping in a minute. <laughs> John Grant. John Grant obviously listed his best and favorite one, which is the Reptile Gumbo podcast. Oh my lord! Okay, is he like trying to compete with me for the giveaway this month? Like <laughs> uh, Kelly, Kelly, uh, Kelly Ward Brewer said Pyro Toad on YouTube. I have not seen that. That's cool. I like frogs. I'll have to check out Pyro Toad. Uh, Sean Gray posted the In Blue podcast. Way to suck up to them, Sean whatever they do have a really good podcast they do, they do. They although do. i also hear that there's this pint-sized reptile podcast that's pretty good too definitely listen to the pint-sized reptile podcast who just recently had mike uh stefani from mike's monitors on and it was awesome yeah and we talked about kimberly rock monitors. i was about to say you were very excited after you recorded that now i need some kimberly rock monitors we'll, we'll get on that uh dallas ruba posted the backyard biologist which i have not seen Ooh, I seen uh that. so that's cool that's too. chance chick uh that's chance he has uh, the two pet stores down in what's that town where UF is? Uh, Tom Petty, Jacksonville, Gainesville. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he has two stores around there. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah. So those those were listed on there. And then we had some other ones listed. Backyard what? ecology or backyard biologist. Backyard biologist. Uh, Jason Miloradovich said the crew from Pine Size Reptile Podcast, but of course he's part of the crew, so. Okay, this one says the backyard. Um, I've heard it from the ground up podcast. From the ground up? From the ground up's pretty good too. If you search really hard, you you can can find it. it. Maybe. Uh, Travis Dill, I'm not going to try that last name, said, fuck, I can't even say this person's first name. What? So you can't. Jazaru Proctor does a great job with his YouTube channel, but this starts with a J. J J. It's J Z A. R E A U Proctor. Now I've got to check that out. Just make something up. Sounds familiar. I mean, you do it with her name J- all the J- time. Jazz, Liter- literally shoes? every time. I don't think you've ever said my last name correctly. I, one I time. He said it once on the episode. I'm not you were sure I've guest. actually taken the time to learn your last name. But now you're not our guest anymore. So <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you get treated you know like what? everybody else. I am never bringing you cookies again. Those were good cookies, by the way. Thank Fucked you. Up. He complained about that. He doesn't eat nuts because he was oh, like, oh, there's peaking. Tracy's saying that's, um, why did I just forget his name? Pyro Toad is uh, Christian. Christian no, that works for Andy. Andy. Talk about She's that. On. That's true. Yes. Christian's the one we talked about it on the on the podcast Episode with, Andy. with Andy. Christian does all the planet takes for Andy for his and does an amazing job yes. with those planet takes. He's Pyro Toad. Oh yes, definitely check out. Go check out Pyro Toad um, on YouTube. He does some amazing planted tanks. Uh, oh look, it's Dominique DeFalco. What's up, girl? Good thing she's typing. She if she was talking, y'all would fall asleep. She must have heard us talking about her. She must have. She must have heard how y'all were all bored by her voice. Shut That's, up. That is Dominique, not Dominique, Dominique, I'll have you know, no, I did not say oh that. God. I was the one person that did not say, that you put me to sleep. That's a glowing recommendation right there. So in other news, future <laughs> of the podcast will be me, Katie, and Robert. And Robert. <laughs> one of us is going to learn how to use that. Board. Because Robert isn't rude to me. Robert gives me presents. Robert gave you one snake. <laughs> and you know what? He is now my best friend. I'll have you know, if I'm not rude to you, then I'm probably not your friend. That snake is <laughs> that snake is very rude to me. If, if I'm not way. rude to you, I'm probably not talking to you because we're not friends. You know what? That's okay. I'm the same way. If I am super, super nice to you, it just means that I'm not that comfortable with you yet. So. 
People just think I'm fake, so it's okay. I don't. Think One person. Have you gotten that before? Have okay. I gotten that I'm fake? Yeah. We got a oh, review yeah. once that she was fake. Wait for oh, real. Well, it's a review. Yeah. Probably true. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Jury's hey, out. Hey, you are still one of my favorite people. What Don't are you get knocked do? down on that list. <laughs> I didn't say it. Who's gonna feed you if I go on vacation with you? <laughs> oh. Uh, I was very excited. I've I've had people like in real life ask me why I'm being fake also though. Oh no, our and oh that's on our end. That's on if our it's end. Both. It's okay. It's fine. We're still uh, recording. But yeah, no, I have people no. who are like, you're just so nice all the time. Why are you like this? I'm like, because you don't want to be the alternate. Am I supposed to be mean? Like, I take medication to be this happy. It's a glorious <laughs> thing, people. Me too. You don't want to be around me if I'm not like this. I'm this fucking cheerful <laughs> without medicine. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. No, I need the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> My husband can attest to that. This I, one can. <laughs> Fun fact, it's you're true. supposed to take them consistently. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, so I got excited. on our Facebook? Well, no, but I got excited earlier in the chat because it was April's in here and Ryan was in here and we had Joe on here and it was, it was like the old times. Yeah. It was so much fun. And Darren Watson, too. Yeah. 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 So Stephen Poole. Travis. I'm not missing Travis. Shut up. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Travis, is on was on recently on the uh, Herpt Culture podcast. Oh, cool! So go check that out. He was there live in person. He's never come to fucking visit us live in person. Oh, I've uh, seen him live in person. God, fuck Travis. <laughs> so I've been to his house. See, I, I mean, come and visit you live in it was person. Outside, that's true. And I get made fun of. Yeah, you're not a PhD. Although I made fun I of the even PhD came too. And so. visited you at the wait. Last which expo. Travis are we? Oh, we're talking Travis about Wyman. Wyman. Got it. I enjoy making fun of Travis. So I will be honest. I For the first time? Here we go. Shut up. I don't listen to podcasts, really. Like, I feel bad because I'm on this one. But I, have a, I, I have don't. A few. I don't listen to them super regularly just because it's hard for me to concentrate on them while I'm working. So I and I don't have like a ton of free time outside of that for me to just sit and listen. Um, but like I like um, Snake Talk with Dr. Jenkins. That's a good one. Yeah, I like I like that one. That one's that one's one of my favorite more like science. That's very sciencey. Yeah, yeah, sciencey less hobby because because I mean that's my thing anyway is more like native stuff. So I I like learning about breeders and things like that, but breeding just it's not my thing. And a lot of the breeders that they so, have on are ball pythons. And, and if I do listen to podcasts, they're not reptile related. You can tell that I haven't been like thinking about reptiles enough because when you said native podcast, I thought you listened to like Native American podcast. Like I really love natives. Super cool. I mean, I would listen to one of those too if if talk about the native people. You could talk about the native people from different islands and like how they function in their everyday life. This would be super interesting. I'll tune in for the pygmies podcast. Y'all just playing the most boring podcast. Podcast. There you go. We'll get no. Dominique to do it, so yeah. people can take a nap. Apparently, I'm a, I'm a history buff. I love listening to that podcast about like things they didn't teach you in history class. It's awesome. I slept through history class in high school. I didn't. I was a good student. See, now I'm I'm the person that is like looking at Facebook comments, and I'm like, I bet all these people slept through history class in high school. Yeah, I did. My <laughs> sister has her master's degree in history. Oh, she and I would get along and very well. Like, Have you ever wondered yeah. what is the most useless degree? There's two of them: a degree in history or I, English. Um, 
I do you have an English history degree? I the, think the most useless degree is probably anthropology. Agreed. At least anthropology, you can take that and study. I, I could see where you go with that. You could work in I a museum. Know. Well, not a museum, but like you could My ex travel was and help. In Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe they didn't use it properly. It may be, It may not be the degree. It may be the uh, the use of the degree. It's both. It's an it's operator true. error. <laughs> it's an operator error. You know, no, I mean, no one works wrong. within. I mean, teachers may be kind of an exception a lot of times, but I mean, no one works within their actual degree, right? I don't. I mean, know. I, don't Small, I think it's something like eighty percent. Katie has a degree. Katie has a degree. Criminal justice and, and photography. And a minor in photography. Yeah, and she doesn't either. I went back to school to get. You don't education. even have a. You don't even have a big Instagram following. I don't have an Instagram. <laughs> what do you go to school for? <laughs> I don't have one. Because I don't either. I went to college and I said, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. Didn't enjoy it the first time around. Didn't I, enjoy it the second time around. I either. loved, I loved thinking every minute about of going, I'm thinking about going back a third time. Oh, I was, th- I was thinking about it. I did it. And I was like, no, this was a terrible idea. I've, I've never paid for college, so I don't want to have to go back if I have to pay for it. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, no. He I didn't. I'd have to pay for Not it. even for his master's degree from LSU. He didn't even pay for that. How? Because he's brilliant and it fucking sucks. Ugh. <gasps> All right. Suck it, world. <laughs> Go ahead and record that because I don't say that Ooh, often. Dark history. Yes, that's a good one. It's very rare for me right. to admit that he's as smart as he is. Me and Tracy will just start our own side chat talking about history podcasts. Yeah, but no, yeah. If I listen to podcasts, they're either education related um, something for me to use in my classroom. Um, they have to do with Girl Scouts or they have to do with, um, if it, if it's YouTube, it's all quilting related. Have you ever listened to David Tennant as a podcast? No, but you that should pretty because, cool. and it's that great. That doesn't sound cool at all. Not just because I'm in love with David, like Tennant David Tennant and very jealous of his wife. Sorry, babe. Um, <laughs> wait who but is this person david tennant, david tennant? oh he's Who's a fin- he's a scottish actor absolutely amazing like most people know him from doctor who but he's been in a lot more than just doctor who yeah but he's an i think all i know is craig actor. ferguson the only scottish person i know oh no david tennant does Greg a podcast person. fantastic Dominique says, Katie, listen to Just the Zoo of Us. It's a kid-appropriate, animal-focused podcast. We will Ooh. look into that, absolutely. Just the Zoo it's of Us. It's a good name. Just I love that. The... Okay, yes. Uh, all right. It's almost an hour and a half. I mean, we took a nap earlier. Smith, right? But I yes, do need food. Yes, just the two of us. Uh, I do need food. And, and I'm sure Joe needs to go hang out with his iguana that lives no, in the filth. No, I need to go rescue a guy who's <laughs> at my job site. I picked him up today, and I'm like, oh, I got to fucking... Go do a podcast. You just stay here for just a bit. I'll be right back. Joe <laughs> um, said, fuck that and, guy. And I forgot that fucking, I thought it was at six and it's at seven. Yeah. So they just finished the job like 10 minutes ago and my man's still there. And we were uh, working until like 12 last night. So uh, I feel bad. That's uh, what you get for having so, feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why like <laughs> whoever's on YouTube, you saw me take a call and then like go off to the side and you uh well, yeah that's that's what's going on in my life that's the update that's well, the update you asked for in the beginning that's, there you go. that's it <laughs> well, we we got go, it. darren said he liked the uh, the old days when he had the podcast so i'm gonna go ahead joe what's your favorite pizza topping 
Did he oh, I thought freeze? you were going to ask me what. Oh, and I'm going to start the podcast again. I was like, fuck. Uh, I used to try to get Joe to ask every yeah, guest this. or nothing. Yeah. He, he always asks questions at the end, and I always like, favorite pizza topping. Ask him the favorite pizza. Like, every time. Oh, yeah. I do miss those days. Those were fun days. Mushrooms. What the, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm what? kidding. Oh, okay. Mushrooms. God, that's I, awful. I was, I yeah, was and then doing it's a, that for reaction. Every damn joke, and you say it's pineapple and all stupid shit, you know? Pineapple on pizza is disgusting. <laughs> Not right. <laughs> I like pepperoni so, bacon on my pizza. I do like pepperoni bacon. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. would normally say, Joe, if people want to get a hold of you, but fuck it. I don't think Joe wants to talk to anybody. Yeah, didn't we go over this? Maybe I thought it was on your podcast last time. Yeah. I said, uh, yeah, please don't. don't, don't, if, you, don't, don't uh, if you know how to get a hold of him, then you are one of the lucky few. Yeah. I relate yeah. to that. And, People ask uh, just, just drive around often yelling, Joe, and he'll and, find uh, you. You know, it is what it is. People ask me if I'll hit, give up. No, you got to go to the local coffee shop who also <laughs> serves IPs. He'll have his bacon-flavored beer coffee. So, that sounds disgusting. I'm pretty sure there's a bacon flavored beer out there. Oh, there oh, is. Sure. There 100% is. Yeah. It's a bacon flavored everything. Anyways, Joe, thanks for coming on. Maybe next time it won't be a, like a year before we talk again. I'm hopefully going to see you in a few weekends. Yeah. Super see you in Austin. About that. I'll see you in Austin. But you won't be there? Sucks no, for you. I'll to, get to see Joe. I, I will not because I, I avoid going to Austin I have at to all possible. parent our child and be responsible. It's fake Austin. It's not in real Austin. I it's just, in like it's, Round Rock or it's, some yeah. poor shit. It's the traffic. Pflugerville maybe. Which is, I mean, I don't go into Houston. Is it Houston not worse than the, Houston? I don't go into Houston for the very same reason. Uh, traffic doesn't bother me. It does suck. Texas traffic people, I mean, sucks. come on. Get over yourselves Stop here. Stop moving here. <laughs> We're trying to build fucking cities. What are you going to do? I need people <laughs> Dom just threw you under the bus. Still doesn't reply. <laughs> you know how to get a hold of it. That is true. He still doesn't reply. Nah, that is, no, that's bullshit. That's, that's not bullshit. Dom, that is 100% true. Uh, he will get back to you in time. I just replied to her today after. <laughs> I No, it took 24 sp- hours, but I texted it's her back. It's a very back. specific statistic. She, she's been keeping up with the stats here. It's, it's 87% of the time. 87 it's 87 percent but all right if they want to get a hold of us james uh, how can they do it it's the reptile gumbo podcast on instagram facebook at gmail.com uh if you want to get a hold of robert and get a reptile rack you can go to ellisreptileracks.com he's not here to get fuss at me when i say it uh reach out to him on there or on instagram he has a tiktok go check out his tiktok the i, I don't have a tiktok is ls reptile racks on tiktok maybe i don't know it's something like that i have i've watched it it's if you've got questions about snake removal in our area of texas you can reach out to megan yeah, reach out or to Megan. Out. She'll come save your life. That decay snake that's crawling across your porch. That's right. She will save will. you from that. Or those little as it tries to eat earthworm. Earth All right, we need to let Joe go. He's got to go save a man's life. That's true. So <laughs> good luck, Joe. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks Joe for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week with some guests. I don't know. Maybe we'll get Dom on. It's been a while. All right. Good night. Later. Yeah.